Boom, boom, boom. Another See. one bites the dust. Ah, I was boom, about to say boom, a hip. Boom. A hippie to the hippie, hippie to the hip, hip. Don't stop. Don't stop. And rocking to the band. So the boogie said, up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie beat. I guess what? People, we on the air. Ball and Jim's about to give you some flavor. What's happening, Cameo? Oh, man, I'm good, Pete. What's good, bro? I'm good, my dinger. I'm good, my brother. I am good. Hey, have my hot, have my hot, have my hot drink today. I know you like to know. And today it was coffee. It was French roast coffee, baby. You went to the French. You went to the. You went to the French roast. So hey, I got my cured for hot chocolate. Now you at the French roast. I was just regular warm water a couple of days ago, but now they had two, two straight days of chai latte. So oh, chai latte. Ooh. You know, hey man, I can get fancy every now and then, bro. You know, let a brother go ahead and get fancy. But once again, man, we are here, man. Pete Biddy, Gam, Ball and Jams podcast so happy and excited uh that you guys chose to join us chose to listen to us chose to share us uh we got an awesome 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 guest another coach uh coming through we leaving cali baby we leaving cali and we're going into the land of georgia going to the ga going down to georgia looking Uh, forward to it really really looking forward to it uh see what's going on down there and how life is uh how life is treating coach you know so it's good man yeah man about to shoot at this invite right now man because we got to get her on here got to get her on tell her let's go should we tell them who it is just wait till she come on we gonna wait till she come on we gonna wait till she come on (laughs) it's gonna be fun man i'm looking forward to this conversation and as we wait man just like shout out to some of the people that we've had on man uh uh terrell coburn from wagner was was awesome um, Wesley Brooks was truly, 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 truly amazing uh, from Michigan. Um, just some outstanding players: uh, Kennedy Carter, Lauren Cox, um, just to name a few. Well, we have her on the line, my friend, probably one of the best people I know, regardless of basketball or not. Miss Joni Taylor, the head coach of the University of Georgia. How you doing, Joni? I'm good, Prince. How are you? I'm good. You you safe out there? I am safe. Athens is it's got us on lockdown. We have a 24-hour lockdown going on. You can leave the house to get essential items only, or if you have to go to work, like if work is still requiring you to come in, otherwise you should stay at home. And I know a lot of us are going through different types of curfews and things like that around the country. But I'm happy to report that. Um, our family safe and our everybody in our program so far is is, is safe and uh, we all, all are obviously affected by COVID nineteen in different ways. But I'm happy that we're all healthy right now. That is a blessing, uh, Coach. This is Cameo Williams, Gems in the Gym. So excited to have you on. Hey, happy to, so happy to hear that your family is well. But one of the most pressing questions that we want to know off top is how's your refrigerator handling? You know, <laughs> this is twenty four. <laughs> 24 hour lockdown. How's it it? You know what? Actually, pretty well. Um, I've had two babies in the last four years. So we right. we, we are used to this beautiful baby stuff. Uh, thank you, Prentice. And so I, we've got um, a refrigerator and a freezer in the kitchen. And then we've got another refrigerator and a freezer in the basement. We've got another freezer outside in the garage. So we've been able to, fortunately, and, and been in a position, fortunately, to stock up on on all the essentials and you know we have a lot of milk obviously with two toddlers and 
Yeah, I've got you. You know, we're Hold ordering on. diapers and just, and I normally, Darius and I both, we, we're so busy that we buy things in bulk anyway in terms of just essentials. Right. And so we're already loaded up on paper towels and toilet tissue. And a lot of the things that we needed to go out and get, you know, right now we already had. So we obviously got more. And then it was just a matter of trying to make sure our, our freezer and refrigerator was full. But we're handling it pretty well. Thankfully, you know, Instacart has been a lifesaver. And so right. <laughs> anything we can do to keep them and Amazon from going on strike, you know, would be great. I know, right? I, I got to say one thing, Jordan. I've never in my life had refrigerator or freezer envy till now. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, I was like, man, I know refrigerator. I'm like, we needed a place to store milk, to store breakfast. Got, so, you know, we, I got it. Hey, I'm with it. How's it been as far as um, the communication with with your players and just kind of keeping up with the current players that you have? How's that been? You know what? Really well. Technology is just insane. And every time you think you're on top of something, something else comes out that gives you a different avenue. Like Zoom has been great for us. You know, we've always FaceTimed and even done group FaceTimes, but we've been utilizing Zoom a lot during this time. So we've had team meetings. Um, I had two staff meetings today, uh, this morning. So, obviously, <clears throat> this this is hit for us as soon as the SEC tournament was over. Then the following week is when things started happening, and our kids were on spring break then, and the university postponed class until actually yesterday was the first day back, and that was virtual class, virtual learning, like most people. And so, right, we gave the girls a chance to kind of get their footing and <clears throat> number one enjoy their spring break, and then last week was a chance for them to kind of just adjust and really accept what was going on like everything in me wanted to just push a little bit and say all right let's get back to doing something but I also did not want to skip the grieving process that they were going to naturally have we have seniors who weren't going to are not going to get a chance to not only participate in postseason play but have an end of the year banquet graduate right, ball. Right, you know there are right. things that you look forward to and so uh, as much as I want, I felt like getting them back to a regular routine was important. I also wanted to acknowledge the fact that, you know, they, they're missing each other, not being, they're used to being around each other. And so right. towards the end of last week, we had our first, <clears throat> I've been talking to each of them individually, but we had our first Zoom meeting with all right. of our players and anybody who touches our program, nutritionist, um, sports information, and obviously our conditioning strength, you know, our trainer and it was like 35 of us on the zoom meeting so that was a lot of oh wow yeah um and so this week we're back to business as usual uh, this is our new normal and so you know that's how we're treating it they are waking up and um logging in some of them have professors who are saying hey we're going to put your information in the email or on you know the the online doc that's always been available and you go get it off there and turn it in by the end of the week and some of them have professors who are saying no we're keeping our usual class time and we will zoom and i will teach through zoom so everybody's on a bit of a different schedule but we're, we're getting back getting back to this new normal that we we now will be uh, unfortunately i believe living in for a while right i'm sorry i gotta ask you this one would you consider yourself a player's coach just think about your team because I didn't realize this. You were, well, I knew that you were the Gatorade Player of the Year out of Mississippi. I did not know that you had three state track championships. Mm-hmm. That, that you got it with that one. I did, I know you were an athlete. I, I, you know, we talk a lot, but that, that I did not know. Hey, we that, like that's speed. Awesome. We know you're going to like some speed. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I love to run. Um, Yeah, I do consider myself to be a player's coach to answer your first question. I, um, feel like that's what we do best here at Georgia not just me but you know Rob Karen Chelsea all of us 
that you know right. we we number one um, we manage relationships really really well. We are constantly with our players are in and out of our office. My door is always open. They are come they come into the house. They hang out, um, and so that's we're very relational. And I think because of that, we are able to function without a lot of drama i'm not saying we're perfect you know by any means right, absolutely. but right. i think because at the end of the day whether it's playing time or whether it's they had a bad practice or the practice they didn't want we had to get in them a little bit we're able to move on yeah. because of the relationship and so they know whatever message is being sent whether that's for me or any of the assistants it's coming from the right place because that relationship has been established and that starts in the recruiting process we are yeah. very yep. intentional about who we bring into this program because what we do at Georgia and what we want to accomplish, it's too hard not to be intentional about who you let come in. I mean, it, mm. it is it is so important. And so we walk away from a lot of talented prospects because not because they're not good, they're just not good for Georgia. It's not the right fit for Georgia. Yeah. The fit is- hey, coach, hey, coach, can you repeat that? Can you go back and just repeat that? Because you just dropped the jewel. Say that one more time. No, I'm serious. It's just is they're talented yeah. and they, they're gonna be really good somewhere, but just not Georgia. Like you, I think a lot of times you have to you have to know what works for you and what works for the program. And so we recruit fit. And I, I just believe there's enough talented players who fit what we want to do. And that's, that's what we go after. So, you know, in, in some ways we're on a common footing once we all get together. And then from that point, from the recruiting process of just that relationship, it continues once they get here. It's not on to the next. And, and so I spend a lot of time with our current players. So, yes, I am. I definitely consider myself to be a player's coach. Um Hey, love that. Yeah. I love that. As, as I would wanna, I. Look, one of the things I do want to um, ask, and you know, first of all, Coach, we really appreciate your time. Of course. First Anything for Prentice, first, first of all. Just like, that. like, right, oh. straight up. That's real. Anything for Prentice. Um, I love you, Coach. One of the things I yeah, do that, want chief, to chief family. <laughs> is um, for aspiring head coaches or people that are trying to get into business, I'm not sure that they know that the rigors and and things that a head coach has to do and manage. So can you kind of speak to aspiring head coaches of things that they may not even be aware of that they'd have to consider trying to get into the business and get into a position such as yours? How much time do you have? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. How much time do you have? Um, I'll say this. You know, I realized that I wanted to be a head coach when I was an assistant at Louisiana Tech. And that was between the years of 2005 and 2008. I did not become a head coach until 2015. So I realized I wanted to do it at that time, but I knew I wasn't ready. So at that point for me, it became being very intentional about who I worked for to make sure that I was laying my eyes and my hands on every part of a program. Because what happens is a lot of times you know, sometimes coaches step into the role of head coach and they've never managed the budget and they've never done a lot of the things that you have uh. to do. And so I think the first thing you have to do is, number one, own the area that you're responsible for now. If you are the guard coach, then you better run that like it's your, like your life dependent on it. If you're the academic liaison, if you're the compliance li- liaison, whatever job you have already been given, master it. It needs to be yours. You shouldn't nice. have to, if when your head coach comes to you or anybody comes to you, with the question in that in that regard of your area that you should own and know it and if you don't know it you need to be able to get the answer to it pretty quickly and then once you've done that like i've always tried to when i was an assistant at the end of the year when we have our end of the year meetings with our head coach like give me more or what else can i do you know i one of my mm-hmm. fears was i had never done scheduling as an assistant um, I, mm. I, I wasn't a grad assistant. And that's major. I jumped right in as an assistant coach. And so scheduling was something that I'd never been given. 
And so actually when I was here as an assistant under Coach Landers, I went to him one at the end of the year and I said, hey, like, I don't want scheduling, <laughs> but I want to sit in on those <laughs> meetings. So when you meet with, mm, you know, the person who does scheduling, I want to be in the room. Same thing with the budget. You know, when you have your budget meeting, I want to be in the room. And, and so you just have to ask for those things because once you become a head coach, that's the things that take up your time. You, 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 hopefully, you know your philosophy. You better, you know, know your philosophy, know your style right. of play, know the things you want to do on, you know, I'm not saying it can never change, but at a base level, you're going to be behind if you are, once you get the job, trying to figure out what you want to do in terms of style of play. Mm. So okay. then if you know that, because your time is going to be spent on literally, and it depends on when you get the job. I got the job April 13th, 12th, I don't know, something like that in, in 2015. Right. And uniforms like for Nike four. had to be done like the next week. And then the next thing that needed to be done was like, we were getting some things done with branding on the building. And so these people come in and they're like, can you pick out what color you want this and what color do you want that? And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but you're literally picking out colors that are going to go on the facility that you are now going to showcase to everyone when they walk through the door. And the, the deadline, right. that's, the that's deadline important. is two days from now. And this is something that, you know, Coach Landers or whoever else was working on for months. And I get it in front of me in two days and have to give them an answer. And so that takes up a lot of time if you care about making sure it looks right. And so, right. <laughs> you know, it's just once you're dead, do as much as you can before people get in the office, because once everybody else comes in, you just don't know what's going to get put in front of you. So I always believed in like things that I knew I could tackle and get out of the way, get out of the way, because sometimes once your day gets going, you don't control what gets put on your desk because there's so many things that just require your attention. But basketball is probably 15% of the job, maybe 20% of the Ooh. job. The rest of it is Man, that's have real. It's, 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 it's donors, it's speaking, it's um, management. <laughs> You're always managing something, people, Ooh. a situation. Um, and, and so the things that you need to be very good about in terms of like owning and already knowing, I would say as an assistant, that's when you hone those skills. Like I started putting together this big binder and it had offensive sets and it had defensive sets and out-of-bounds plays and sideline out-of-bounds plays and time and score. And yeah. when we played teams, I would steal stuff from the people. I mean, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but I would just steal stuff. I didn't, I didn't Amen. know if I was going to have an opportunity at a mid-major or at an autonomy five, which is a power five school. So I had marketing yeah. ideas. I had fundraising ideas in case I landed in a program where I had to raise money. And those are things that I already had written out what they were going to be called, mm -hmm. how I was going to do it, so that when I interviewed or when I got the job, I could just pull it out and say, here it is, let's go, instead of sitting down and trying to figure it out. And so... Right, so you were already yes, practicing yes. mentally oh, being yeah. a head coach and preparing yeah, for your so moment. That's, and I think, you know, I, don't, I think it's great. I think we need, you know, young young people to, to step into the role of being a head coach, but I think that um, while you're waiting... Do do as much as you can now, and and that way when you're you're, right. you're when your time comes, you're not wasting the times writing up your proposal or writing up or figuring out how you want to play or what you want to do because you spent that time as an assistant working on it when you had spare time. Obviously, your role as an assistant comes first. I'm not saying ignore your job as an assistant coach to prepare your your you know things you need as a head coach, but there's time. There's time for you to do those things, and then I just. I think the biggest thing you can do 
and then I'm gonna stop because I can go on forever on this. But I think I got we look. Hey, we hey, we soaking <laughs> it up. I know I. I am. think um, hiring a staff is the most important needs. thing you will do when you become a head coach. It is the most important thing you will. Yes. Do, I'm telling you. And I knew I wanted somebody with head coaching experience. I knew I wanted somebody who had played at the WNBA at a high level. You know, I wanted somebody who knew me and that you know had great wisdom. And so I just again yep. I didn't know what level I was going to get an opportunity at. So I walked around with a um a notebook in my purse and in it it had hmm. you know male assistant coaches female assistant coaches dobo grad assistant and it just had names underneath it and then when i was on the road recruiting i watched people and based on what i saw huh. some people got added to the list and some people got scratched off the list to be quite honest and so i think the other message is you never know who's watching you and a lot of times it's not mm, just coaches right, that are watching you right. it's your peers it's, it's other assistant coaches who are ready to step into a head coaching role that are evaluating um, and so right. that's Look. that's the other thing that I, I did. I paid close attention to who, who talked, who was on time, who was the first one in the gym, last one to leave, who always, you know, or who was gossiping with their friends and not paying attention or leaving early to go get lunch. <laughs> I watched all those. Mm-hmm. It's right, right. I tell you what, I you do. have a great staff. I, I mean, when you yes. when you look across the country, you don't see any turnover from yourself. You see turnover a lot. In, in, in the industry, you know that. Yeah. But when I think of your staff, your staff hasn't changed five. what four years? Five years. All five years. The that changed See? was John Bolier. He was our video coordinator, um, and then he left to be an assistant coach at Sanford. He was an assistant coach at Belmont with Cameron Newbauer, right. and then when I got the job, he wanted to right. come back to Georgia. He had been here previously when we all worked together, and so he he just really wanted an opportunity to come back and and build this with me and so he walked away from being an assistant coach to take the position of video coordinator wow. he was with me for three years and then when he left to go to Sanford I was fortunate enough to go grab Catherine Graham who was an assistant coach at Virginia hey and so she walked mm-hmm, away from being hey. an assistant coach at Virginia to come be in a support role on our staff so again it's about relationships I coached KG at, at LSU and she was a grad assistant here at Georgia when yep. I was an assistant and we just continue to nurture that relationship and she's one of our, our our young stars in the business. So I have been fortunate, I really have that we haven't had any turnover. Right, but you've been you've awesome. been you've been fortunate, but that also speaks to the stability and the foundation that you laid. It speaks to the trust. Um and, culture. and it also speaks definitely to the culture. Um, but it, it also speaks to as a leader being egoless because the people that can have consistent staffs like that tend to be egoless and really allow their assistants to, as you said, own the areas they're responsible for. And if they're mastering it, then you continue to bless them in this, in this one happy, happy hole. And so I can respect Ooh, that. Thank you. Life. I appreciate that. I just, I, you hire people smarter than you and you get out of the way and let them do what they're supposed to do. And that's what I did. So. Look, hey, say that. Hey, I don't know if they're smarter than you. <laughs> hey. I, I love them, but you know, you gotta give yourself a credit, TJ. So my, I got one last question. We, so we don't want to take up too much of your time, um, and it could be a quick answer. Uh, but just, I mean, obviously you have your grid and you're prepared when you go out to uh, eval um, live events. But um, when there's not something on your grid and you're just walking by a court, what can catch your eye? Oh boy, that depends for me. A lot of things can. A great play <laughs> offensively, a charge defensively. Um, somebody's threatened down on the court to, to make a play. 
enthusiasm from the bench for for a player who is is out and and you know they are supposedly touted as a great player and they're they're locked in interaction with the coach and that really good player all that catches my eye um, and I tell you what else catches my eye too when I'm walking by um, it, it sometimes could be I am waiting for the next team to play I watch the, the prospects that we are recruiting I watch what they do in the stands how they interact with their teammates mm. if it's their parents Woo! they're interacting oh my with God. their coaches are they are they sitting by themselves all the headphones time. on is there bad engagement somewhere along the line those, those are the things mm-hmm. that, that, that I pay attention to. Um, there's been several times that I've been sitting on a court, That's... and you know now all these courts are right next to each other, and um, you just have yeah. to look up. Your, your game's on a timeout, and you look over on the next court, and somebody jumps up and grabs a big rebound or makes a great play, and then come down and make another play. That'll get me to start flipping through the book or, or walk over there and split courts, <laughs> right. you know, and, and find out. Hey, people get excited when y'all start yeah. flipping through them books. They get excited when you start flipping. Oh, she's not kidding. Like, I've seen that. Um, so, a lot of different things, Cam. Hey, thank you so, so, so much. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Wait, I got one last question. You said you had uh-huh. your marketing thing going, right? Before before you got there. Was that your idea to put your awesome picture on that truck? <laughs> no, I was so was mad not, that I didn't get that you to sign it. not my idea. Um, I am. Uh, I, I did not want my picture on the cup. I, that that was something that my hand got forced on. They they were. I would have rather a player have been on there or the mascot. <laughs> that is not me at all. But um, I got outvoted on that one. I know. I was bugging Darius before I left. I said, "Hey, can you?" I said, "Can you get a you get coach to sign my cup?" He's like, boy, get away. He's like, boy, get away. I tell you what the hardest thing was, this is funny. When I was thinking about all my marketing ideas and like raising money or like, you know, if there's going to be a kid section at the games, I was single. So everything was Crenshaw. Everything rhymed with Crenshaw. Crenshaw's Corner, Crenshaw's Crew, Coffee with Crenshaw, da 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 da. And then I got married and I was with Taylor. And I was like, oh, I got to change. Who, what, what goes with Taylor? I got to, I got to change all this around. So. Right. So wait a minute. What yeah, did you come we up did. With? So we the program I started was beyond basketball because I just thought number one it was important to make sure that our kids are realizing that there is a life after basketball. And even with the new collective bargaining agreement that we just signed with the WNBA, like I, I think it's important that they know, however long your professional career is going to be, once you are done, you will have to get another job unless you have just really, right. really, really managed your money well and, and, and had a second job while you were playing. Most of us will have a second career when our professional career is over. So it is beyond basketball. We are using these four or five years that you're at the University of Georgia to shape the next 45, 30, 50 years of your life. That's what it's about. So the, I changed the program to beyond basketball. Right. Um, and then we, we already had an organization here in terms of like a kids club at Georgia. So I didn't have to come in and, and try to worry about naming anything else. So... Fortunately, I haven't had to go to it yet. Okay, thank you. Well, so, so coach, where can um, sometimes aspiring coaches, current coaches want to reach out? Uh, how can people reach you on Instagram? How can people get a hold sure. of you on Twitter? So on Instagram, my name is UGA Coach Joni. Um, on Twitter, it's just uh, Coach Joni Taylor. Um, I believe if you go onto our website, my email is available. I, I intentionally told them to leave my email up. A lot of head coaches don't have their email listed on the school's website or they have the secretary. Most don't. Mine, yeah. is, mine should be up there. I was like, if they had my number as an assistant and my email as an assistant, why can't they have it as a head coach? So I do believe it is right. up. Um, 
and and so those are always um, I'm Joni Taylor on um, Facebook so easily found and then I would also say right now there's so much going on virtually there's you know I know um, Felicia Hall Allen who does a step up symposium is having live people talk live from her her, um, her Instagram account they're having all these virtual coaching clinics and so I do think that you know, God stopped the world for a reason. So I think the first thing we need to do is reset and, and remind ourselves of what's important because he has yeah. shown us that basketball can be taken away and maybe football too. And so I think we need to make sure our priorities are our priorities and we have our business in order. But after we've done that and we've really reset and, and gotten ourselves back to base, I think it's a great opportunity to learn and just take in some virtual things. There are some great coaches who are offering some really, really good information virtually. So, you know, Pick one a day, one a week, whatever your schedule allows. But I think it's a great time to, to learn. Definitely, thank you. Definitely. Thank you for your time. Joni Crenshaw, head coach, uh, University of Georgia. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. This has been incredible. You're welcome. Thanks, Joni. I appreciate you. you. I love you. I enjoyed this. Thanks. I'd love to come back anytime you guys want. Hey, thank oh. you. We'll have you okay. back. Most definitely. I will. All right, JT. Give my best to the family. All right. All right. Bye-bye. That was a great cameo. She was, she was, in, she was incredible, man. Um, but oh, parent, parents and coaches, once again, I mean, that's that 25 minutes. <laughs> she could sell that 25 minutes for about, I don't know how much money. because... Right? <laughs> Man, that Johnny. was valuable. That was, that was priceless. Just so many nuggets on uh, for aspiring coaches and building a program and the things that she values. Uh, as yes, a, as a and she's so genuine, man. Everything she said is yes, from the heart. Yes, she real. So I mean, just having that, man. Happy, hey, happy we went down to Georgia. Happy we went down to Georgia. I know, you right? Know? The Athens, baby. You know what I mean? You got to take a trip there one time, man. When all this yeah, stuff we'll clear, you would love it. There's been there, so many, but let's let's go down there. I know, right? Red, Red, <laughs> and, yeah, that's true. And Darius and the family and and Rob, man, Rob and Chelsea, know, just oh everybody. God. I mean, the whole coaching you know, staff, man. They, they, just slide us one refrigerator, we'll be good. I know, right? <laughs> or a freezer, man. That's that's wicked, right there. I, I ain't never in my life had refrigerator or freezer envy. That she said she had like six right. of them. I'm like, but here's the thing is <laughs> clearly it spoke to her and, and Darius as a as a family having a vision already. Not necessarily for COVID, but yeah, having a vision and, and preparing for their family and making sure that everything was already in place for their family because of their schedules and because of their travel. So all right, that right. Is, people don't know, but Darius is a he's a line of dreamers. Yeah, it's, so, it's a busy that's a big that's a busy household. Yeah, so <laughs> once again, you with Prentice Beverly, Cameo Williams, Ball and Jams. We're super grateful for Coach uh, Joni Crenshaw. Man. You guys make sure you follow her. Joni Taylor. Joni Taylor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> man, I obviously totally forget that, but right, make sure right. you tap in. It's all good, um, follow her on IG. Follow her on Twitter. Hit up her emails. You guys can see she's extremely genuine, extremely receptive. Yeah, Take man. advantage and Good tap people. into that resource. Once again, we'll catch you guys on another episode. Peace. See you on the flip side, brother. <laughs>